Welcome back to the podcast. This is a weekly Talking Points live Facebook and YouTube show, the podcast version of it. So if you didn't manage to miss the show, uh, we've got you covered. We've got it here in a podcast. It was a, a brilliant episode, a lot of fun. Uh, starting to get into some of the off-season stuff as well, which we will continue to do, and a bit of fun, a bit of laugh. I uh, hope you really enjoyed this episode, and we also get a bit of serious footy talk out of the way as well. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you like and subscribe both our Facebook and YouTube so you get the notifications when we do go live for our live shows. And during the final series, we do do live review shows and preview shows as well. Um, and then if you any other social media that you do have, just type in League of Inches. You'll find us there. And love and support goes a long way, and we really appreciate it. Enjoy the episode. Alrighty, welcome back, guys. Live show. Obviously, if you're going to be listening to this afterwards on the podcast, welcome. Thank you once again for giving us your time to listen to the podcast. The weekly Talking Points um, live show now on both Facebook and YouTube. So as I said, uh, again, if you haven't already, make sure you do follow and, and subscribe to both of those pages so that you can get involved when these shows are live. It's most of the time it is a Wednesday, but in case we do change it, you do get the notifications. So just make sure you do that. And it also helps us support the page and grow. Um, but look, got the boys once again, got Jez, the mighty, mighty night support, and I got Adam as well, was up. Um, he, Jez is still coming down. He's still up. He's still up. Um, it's been a, a big week for him as a night supporter up in up in Newcastle that I, I, I believe flags and it's colourful everywhere. Uh, how's the feeling at the moment, Jez? Uh, it's taking over the town, and rightly so. Um, uh, you could probably see that there was a couple of posts from the guys waving the bus off to the airport, so... Um, but even just on at a primary school level, that's my job, uh, the nine to five that I do, the kids are just so involved and it's really lovely to see. It's great that the men's team is doing well, but then the women's team is also doing well. So the playground is just full of footy talk and it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. But that's the that's the beauty that, of being a one-town team. Yeah, it is. But, and it's also it's one of those things when the nights are flying, it's always good for rugby league and, and, and rugby league's in a good stead. So that one team town and it packs out the stadium. It, it is good to watch, even though uh, as para fans. We no, it's not. It's hard. Time, so. <laughs> it's hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, obviously you went to the game on the weekend with Jeremy and well, look, it was good to see them having a hard time. But it was a whole lot of feeling like. I wasn't bitter. Like, I wasn't bitter all week, was I, Jeremy? Like, I was looking forward to the game, just getting out and doing something. No, I, th- I thought you'd be a bit more vocal about your team not making it and, and ours mm. are. And I You've got there and good. I was I was bitter. Like, uh, I had a sleep in because I had a late night Saturday night. I had a sleep in. I went and grabbed myself a kebab from Mayfield. Uh, sorry, not from Mayfield, sorry. I, I wish I went to Mayfield. They're not open. From Moritar, right in the stadium. And this was like what, three and a half hours before the game because I got there early to help Jeremy's dad get the, the usual spots. And there was a lot of nights jumping around. I just got really bitter. And I got really angry and really, like, I wasn't bitter at the night. So I was bitter at Parramatta for being you're shit. Bitter at, you're bitter at Canberra because you're watching them play <laughs> and you were saying, far out, Parramatta was so much better because every play that Canberra put on was just really predictable. And you were just sitting there um, fuming that it wasn't Parramatta playing this game. Uh, I'll say I'll say this comfortably now, and I know how bad Parramatta were, but Parramatta on their day, actually a lot of teams on their day, it shows how Paul Campbell were on Saturday, Sunday, sorry, would have had Newcastle down by 30 at halftime. I know we were talking about the game the other day, but a lot of teams would have. So that made me angry as well. Made me angry that Canberra there because they had, they were touched on the dick with the draw. Like, honestly, their draw was that easy. 
Um, they got absolutely pumped by a couple of teams, finished with minus 100 and still made the finals because of the draw they had. And then I, was, I started thinking back and I was bitter more because we got beat by Canberra with no Mitchell Moses in our team. And Mitchell, We had Jake Arthur at halfback and I love Jake, great player, absolute star of the game. But if Mitchell was there that game, we probably would have beat him and we probably would have been playing for I was just angry. There was just a lot of anger. Yeah. And I was all, you know what else I was angry about? I was angry. I was angry because I was at a game with thirty thousand Newcastle fans, right? So it's just turning into Adam's rant. But I was at a game. <laughs> I'm going to take very early for this, but it's know, a later, later time slot. Dude, I've been and holding this since on the run sheet. I've been holding this <laughs> no, since Sunday. Let, let me go. Let me go. So look, I was bitter because I got there and there was thirty thousand fans there, Newcastle fans. There was lucky to be five hundred Canberra fans. Now Jeremy yeah. will testify this. Both yeah. Newcastle and Canberra fans got access to tickets at the same time, right? I know it's a bit further than Canberra. I was also bitter because what could have been a special day for Parramatta, because we would have beat Newcastle on Sunday, was there would have been probably eight to 10,000 Parramatta fans there. Like, no one can deny that. If we got access at the same time with our 35,000 members in the Mount Living area, there would have been that many Parramatta fans. It would have been an awesome day. The poor Canberra guy was trying to start the drum. That pissed me off too because they kept chanting over him. That wouldn't happen with Parramatta because <laughs> there would have been more fans there. I hate footy. Up the was. FTK means. <laughs> Do you want to know what FTK means, Joel? Do you want to have a guess? Uh, yeah. Off you go. Something about fuck the no, you, you What does FTK mean? Fuck the Knights. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And, and, and we're at a later time slot. So if anyone knows this by now, you've got to make sure you tune into this show because anytime we're later, it just, who knows what happens. We just somehow, we just lose it. We lose the plot. It becomes very, very entertaining. And Off the rails. I say is the next, yeah, the next 30, 40 minutes is going to be, worth the watch and listen to so stick with us and as we always say please keep involved with the comments and stuff keep them coming through we'll share them at the time and we always value your opinions as much as just as ours uh, we're, we're all for the fans and that's exactly what everyone is that is either doing this video or listening to the video so uh let's talk about our performances of the week both the nrlw and nrl side of things i'll go first um mine for the actual NRLW side of it, it has to be the Newcastle Knights beating the premiership favourites, the Sydney Roosters, by the scoreline in the end. I think it was 20 to 4 in the end, and they absolutely did it um, in the end quite easy, but it was a, a good uh, game. I know Roosters had a couple of players out, but the stars, Tamika Upton, just absolutely stood up and it was just next level. I thought she was um, the best player on the field by far, and she just was a big game player, probably the best player in the world for the, the women's side of things, and just showed that. Uh, for the men's, special shout out to the Roosters, uh, I think, for this week. I know that a lot of the top four teams, they did flex their muscles, the top two. But um, I just think the Roosters, with what they had to come up against, the injuries, this is, uh, the sin binning, I thought it was a really, really good performance and a tough performance by the Roosters. Jez? Yeah, uh, it's similar for the NRLW, just the Knights. They're on a bit of a roll. And I know the Roosters had a couple of players out, however... They were just so clinical. They they did it quite easily, and it was um, it was just a shame it wasn't on the same day as the men's because obviously they played the day before, and there wasn't that many people there watching because they've obviously all saved their their time for rugby league for the following day with the the sellout crowd at, for the men. So, a bit of a bummer that it couldn't have been just moved uh, to to let the girls play in front of a, a bumper crowd as well. And then for the NRL, it's um, Adam Reynolds. He just the way he played on the weekend. There was a moment <clears throat> I'll just watch back at then just to confirm. There was a moment there where he was rushed on a kick, and this is how you could tell that Adam Reynolds was on. He's a dominant right foot kicker. He saw the rushing line, pumped it over to his left, 
Like it was a it was a bit of a shank kick. But for him to have the confidence to use his non-dominant foot to have a clearing kick, it just kind of showed the level that he's on at the moment and the way that they're attacking their finals football. So for him to lead that team in the way that he did, it's it's Adam, Adam Reynolds for my uh, performance of the week. Yeah, and that drop out he did to get the ball back when they were starting to get some um, oh, field yeah. position in the storm was, was massive as well. Um, Adam? Uh, going teams, we're going to go Brisbane. Um, I said they flexed their muscles. I thought they were incredible. Um but it's not that Melbourne were bad. It's just opportunities were taken away from Melbourne. Um, some strange choices, which obviously led to some strange things happening on the field. But just Brisbane flex. I Like I said the other night, I had Melbourne to win the comp. I, I think Brisbane are going to be very hard to beat now with that week off in the prelim at Brisbane. Um, for the women. Just just quickly, when you're just on that, because I've heard a lot of podcasts this couple of days and a lot of the so-called experts have said the storm were off. But I, I, I'm with you. I don't think the Broncos were that good. It I wasn't even a, about the st- they were just that good. The Storm just didn't get a chance, and it was because of the Broncos' the way they defended, the way they attacked. I just thought it was all credit to the Broncos, and look, the, the Storm were just beaten up. They're like, it's plain and simple. They were beaten up. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, I said Melbourne this week. I'm confident Melbourne will go down to Melbourne against the Roosters and put 30 on them. So uh, they'll turn that around big time because, like I said, they, they didn't play bad. They just couldn't really get in the rhythm because of Brisbane. Um, it was quite like the Canberra Newcastle game in the first half. Canberra absolutely built the crap out of them that Newcastle just couldn't get into their natural game rhythm. So took a couple of momentum swings, a couple of things happened to get them back. But uh, as the women look, Parramatta Eels once again another wonderful performance. Just shout out to the girls, um, wrapped up that wooden spoon. Uh, congratulations to the I think it's seven or eight of them that have been picked in the PMs eleven. Um, yep. You've been picked oh, PMs thirteen. Yep, you've been picked in the PMs thirteen because. Uh, most other teams are still actually available to play, but anyway, they're final, still but, playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why I think it's only Parramatta and St George that are out of contention now. So, well, maybe I don't know. There's other teams. Oh, no, nah, there's a few Tigers a few. are out as well. Look, I know yeah. we spoke about four. Newcastle obviously went to first against the Roosters. We're kind of expecting that from Newcastle now. Um, obviously, their favourites to go back to back. They play the Roosters, but the one that's one of the Raiders, the Gold Coast. Um, obviously, the Gold Coast, well, obviously, came the same around the same time as Newcastle there, but um, yeah, they're sitting in third place and they've won some pretty big games. They've won 34 12. So we'll probably go to Newcastle. Honorable mention to the Gold Coast. Uh, if we want to go player of the round for the men, I can't give you women's. I didn't watch it closely enough. Um, Got to be someone from Brisbane. Like, I thought Walsh was incredible once again. I can't remember who I gave my 3 2 1 now. You remember who I gave my 3 2 in that game? Yeah, whoever it was Carrigan my... three, Carrigan well, that... three. I'm pretty sure, and then Reynolds two. And I then... swear I had Walsh. Anyway, whoever I gave my three yeah. to in that game, <clears throat> I gave Ass a mention. Gets my player of the round. That was like that was a long day. Yeah, you you actually sorry you went Reynolds three, Carrigan two, Haas one. There you go. So, yeah, Reynolds. Reynolds. <laughs> that was like. That was Friday. It's been so much. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago. Hundred percent. Yeah, it was. Um, I, let's I, get I, into. I, you know what? Sorry, sorry, I've got one more little round. Just on what Jeremy said about the finals. I know we've got a commitment to MBN and um, obviously TV games and stuff like that. But that Thursday night game, uh, Cronulla Channel Nine, before. mate. Channel Nine. We're MBN. We're in Channel Nine. Nine. Newcastle yeah. viewers. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that. Sharks versus St. George game. If we want to show up the women's game, that's not the way to do it. Um, there was probably 100 people there. There was no atmosphere at the ground. Um, and, look, it wasn't obviously two of the top teams playing, so it was a pretty sloppy game. And 
if that game would have been played before the Cronulla game the next day, or whenever the Cronulla game was a sad day, would have made a lot more sense because it would have been a lot of crowd. Same as Newcastle game. There's three and a half thousand people there um, at the Knights game against the Roosters on the sad day. They played on the Sunday. Those hills were full at probably 20 past two, quarter past two. At quarter past two, 20 past two, when that game probably would have kicked off, there would have been, I reckon, 10,000 people in that ground. So it's just, you know, opportunities missed and opportunities to show off the women's game. And it probably would have been, I'm not saying about bad quality gains, but we know the girls would have risen with a bit bigger crowd there, obviously. Yeah. People and I think that. that that game, especially the Knights Roosters game, deserved a, a really good crowd there as well. There was, yeah, it was a decent crowd, for, considering it was a double-headed uh, women's game. But the fact that it was top two, probably a grand final preview game as well, it just deserved a lot better than what it got, I thought. So, uh, and it was a weird one. I think they got it completely wrong with the, the organising. And I think they've done it again this weekend where they've got like a double-header at GIO Stadium and stuff like that. And it's just, there's don't. no one there. It's, it's, it's got some flexibility, it? though. Yeah. Yeah, it it's doesn't make sense. It's the TV rights, though. It's about TV rights. It's not about crowds. NRL have made it pretty obvious by now by at least yeah. Sunday 6.30 kickoffs, Thursday night, Friday 6 o'clock. They don't give a shit about bums on seats or atmospheres. They yeah. care about... That's, that's one of my points for one of our talking points because the, the league has foregone over a million dollars in revenue from last round. Yeah. That's bums yeah. on seats. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And, and and that's that's the thing. It's, I don't get it either. And that's that's the annoying thing for mine is the fact that... We've got these like we we obviously charge more for finals tickets, which is everyone knows that everyone pays it, but give a bit of more value because all they're doing is they're getting there and like look what happened at the nice game the other day and there was like I think there was one act on like a musical performance, but then that was it. Like give them the extra game or something, let them go there and watch at least two games of footy and like look on the on the weekend like the Melbourne games there. Maybe put uh, you could have easily put a women's game before them. Um, over in New Zealand, why not reward two of the women's team and just take a game over there and just see how it goes um, in New Zealand, the women's game, see if people rock up early, which they no doubt will because it's going to be a packed-out stadium, and just have an experience over there. Go over there. The game keeps saying how much money they've actually got and how much they've made lately. So go out there and just reward some people. And We want to grow the game. These are the best ways to sort of do it. So, well, I think um, that would be a really good idea, like, change the game. If we took a game to Vegas, let's take a game to Vegas. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Yeah, why work? not? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do I that. think so. Yeah, um, just before get there, into... but you could you could just have tickets that are valid for the game. Doesn't matter what day, you could just have tickets valid for that game. But then it is a semi-finals game that you're piggybacking on. So if you've bought tickets for the women's game and it gets moved, then you don't deserve hang a ticket to the, the semi-finals. Well. I'll help is... you. I'll help you here, yes. Getty. Because there's been a change um, tonight, actually, it happened. Game tomorrow night is supposed to be at Campbelltown Stadium, has now been moved to play at Leichhardt Stadium, and that's within 24 hours' notice. So there are changing games, and that we've seen time changes as well. So The NRLW competition only used to run the last couple of weeks and during finals, and they would always yeah. be adaptable with that. The games were on before the finals at the stadium. So I remember going to a Parramatta South Sydney game and the NRL women's game was on before that. There was no Parramatta team. There wasn't that many people there watching, but it was still on at that venue. So they'd done it before they could do it again. Look, let's be honest, um, and I mean this in the most respectful way, the games aren't going to sell out. So there really doesn't need to be any reason to pre-sale tickets to the women's game. Um, I think it was $10 to get into the Knights game the other day. 
And yeah, it look, was. it was actually it was quite reasonable. Like you might have, I don't think there'd really be anyone out there besides family and friends, which really isn't that many people that they need all our tickets for. But it was only thirty dollars to sit on the Southern Hill, which we paid for, even though we sat on the Northern Hill, which was twenty dollars for the actual finals to go on the weekend, which was bloody cheap. So to pay ten dollars to go see just a women's game, well, that's one thing Newcastle did get right. It was actually cheaper to go to a finals game at Newcastle than it is to go to a regular season game at Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's very, that's true. But quickly, before we're going to do here, before we get into more serious footy chat, we're going to start getting ready for our off-season. Uh, we are going to be around. We won't probably do a weekly one, but we'll do probably every couple of weeks uh, or every third week we'll get every, out. Any time there's a scandal? Yes. Yeah, every time there's a scandal. Yeah, every time there's a scandal. Yeah, we'll see every week for, for something. But we're going to start entertaining <clears> you guys and bringing in some different talking points, not just footy-related. And I want to tease the viewers with one this week, and i ask you boys a bit of homework. I want you to list your most overrated food um, that you think is out there. And I'll go first. I'll kick us off. Um, I've gone the I, – I, I, one thing I really – it just does my head in. I've only had it a couple of times because I can't stand it. Deep-fried ice cream. I think it is one of the most overrated oh. things what? of all time. I want ice cream, normal ice cream. I don't want batter and stuff around me, ice cream. Warm, cold, whatever it is, I don't like it. I think it's over. Does the concept of Wrong. warm ice cream, me and Jeremy pretty much lived off deep fried ice cream from probably the age yep. of 16 to about <laughs> You've hit a nerve here straight away. <laughs> bring it, as, bring it. As it's we snuck in, as Shout we out snuck Eastern Tiger Restaurant at Cardiff. That let us in for free all the time through the back door. They didn't know, <laughs> but... <laughs> And then, like, literally, we lived off deep fried ice cream, which you could only get on certain nights, my ad, which doesn't make mm. any sense. It's not that hard to make. No. And you know the, like, the caramel tubs you can get? Just the caramel in a can? Yeah. We, they, we used to just get that in a bowl, didn't we? I don't know how we ate that. God, we did some stupid oh. things back then. Yeah. You used to eat that by the tin. Yeah. We, we, uh, I'll, go, I'll go next. <clears throat> oh, no, you I'm just going go i got it locked and loaded. It's in the dessert realm as well, so it's good to think that we're thinking on similar mm. levels. It's tiramisu. Tiramisu can yeah. get in the bin. It is so overrated yeah. and people like, I don't know, I, I, it's like a, a pop culture thing maybe. Like they, they're like, oh, do you like tiramisu? No, no, I don't like tiramisu. Give me just a normal dessert. Put it in the bin. It's done. You don't need it. Get rid of it. It's like people use it as a sort of a steak, like a, a, a posh sort of way as well. It's yeah. like cultured? All no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got a tiramisu. I brought a tiramisu along. Okay. Well, pretty much that's going to be left there with maybe one scoop taken out of it. Everyone else yeah. will go for the easy bloody Woolworths mud cake and you can enjoy your tiramisu. Oh. Don't um, you dare Adam? come after Okay. Sorry. Well, first of all, I agree with Jeremy. Cold coffee in general. I'm just not a fan of cold coffee, but I actually had tiramisu made my, my cousin's boyfriend on... Uh, Christmas last year. It's probably one of the best things I've ever had when it's homemade by an Italian person. Just putting that out there. All right. Mine, which could create some controversy. Um, and like I don't I don't like to attack animals, but uh, it's bacon. It's it's not just bacon. It's pig Ooh. in general. It's pig like anything pig. Like it's a pork I'm not if a fan you of, I'm not a fan of pork chops chops. I'm not a like I like pork ribs. That's obviously the only good thing about, um, but I can go without them. Like lamb ribs are a viable option. So is beef ribs. Pork ribs are obviously good. Um, I like ham, but one thing I can go without. So just bacon. I, like everyone loves bacon. You know, people like just add bacon, like bacon stuff. Like, like Subway, <laughs> you add bacon to it. No, I don't want to add bacon That's to it. That's not real bacon. <laughs> yeah. The only time I'll eat bacon <laughs> is plastic. I cook it myself and I absolutely fry the crap out of it. 
and then it's like you know charcoal <clears> bacon. <throat> um, wow. Yeah, well, I've had your I've had your crispy pork. Don't take offence. It was good, but I don't mind pork belly. But I'm, like I said, I can go without it. This was hard for me because I love food. All right, I really love yeah. food, but like I thought we want to start off with. Wait, while we're while we're picking on a nerve, I just got to raise this one because it did cross my mind as well. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Maccas and their inability to McFlurry properly. So the McFlurry, the McFlurry's hit a nerve as well. <laughs> hang on, desserts. hang on, hang on, please, hang, hang on. on. Here at the show, we love Maccas, and if you ever want to jump on board and sponsor us, please do. <laughs> yeah, this Maccas moment brought to you by. But the McFlurry ain't what it used to be. Right. No, Everyone remembers the original McFlurry. It the McFlurry, had the McFlurry spoon. Right now, it's just a glorified Sunday without the sauce, and you add the sauce to it anyway. So it's not like you don't know how long. If I get a McFlurry, I sit in the car and I just <laughs> do this one. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's been times in my life where I've actually googled if I can find an old Macca's McFlurry machine with some spoons. So yeah, they're about three grand. They're about three grand. You can buy them. Yeah, yeah, they are. I know you can. Don't tempt me. Um, that's all. That's all I'm, I'm picking on. Oh, I did hear I before, was... we, before we move on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I did hear that KFC are flirting of bringing back crushes. Now, oh. as a as a long term vegetarian, gay time crusher that will get me back to KFC. Gay time crushes would go. There's nothing. Nothing compares. Yeah. Nothing compares. Yeah. Well, shout out to KFC as well if you want to sponsor us. We'll, we'll declare hey, you, you better than that. Henny Penny scenes that are in the background, like on Newcastle. Yeah, Henny Penny as well. Oh, that's like if you've had a Henny Penny. I tell you what, I thought I was going to be getting Coles Airlines to uh, sponsor us. That's no, they're sure. defined. Cool. I tell you what, that was, that was fun. We're going to have a great off season with the topics we're going to come up with. But yeah, that, that was beautiful. Let's get back into some footy talk. Uh, I want the power rankings for the finals week one. Just the top six teams are uh, the teams that are left. Uh, interesting to see here where where everyone's got uh, right. I'll go back to Adam now. He can go first with oh, a proper rough. serious chat. Yeah, so can, you, yeah. can you go first? I think so this was your idea. All right, I'll go. All right, I'll go first. I've got Thank Broncos you. one. I've got Penrith two. I've got the. I've got Sydney Roosters three, purely off the fact of how they won that. Uh, they should, probably shouldn't have, and they might get beat again this week after losing too many players, but such a gutsy performance. Uh, four, I'll go the Knights. Uh, I did, we did mention it on Sunday. I was a bit disappointed with the fact that they kept the Raiders in the game for as long as they did, but they did get up, get the win, so that, that's well done to them. Uh, five, this is where it gets interesting because it's the two teams that lost. Five, I'll go... Five, I'll go the Warriors. I don't think they were as bad as the scoreline has had said. And six, I'll go the Storm, who I thought was just dreadful. Like that was one of the worst Storm displays I've seen by them in probably two or three years. It was, it was pretty bad. And it, as I said earlier, it wasn't the fact that they were bad that made the Broncos look good. The Broncos were just fantastic and just completely shut the Storm out. Uh, Ad, you ready to go now? You on chairs first? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I had Brisbane one as well. Um, obviously, the performance they put in. I had the Panthers, obviously second as well. Um, this where it gets interesting as well because, like, I want to say well, I've got third and fourth, fifth and sixth, but the teams that won on the weekend, I can see them being eliminated this week. So you know, your power rankings are going to change. I don't think we'll we'll, ch- Warriors... we'll change them. That's all right. Yeah, normally Warriors... power rankings mean you do say you're three, four, five, and six. That's all. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it, but. <laughs> All right, now we're getting smart. Um, I've got the Warriors still third. Um, I know I didn't have them anywhere before, but 
like I said, team without Sean Johnson, um, you know, showed up. It could have been a lot worse. It would have been a lot worse for other teams. Um, I have the Roosters fourth, even though I think they'll be eliminated. I have Newcastle fifth. I thought they were very lucky to win. I have Melbourne sixth. But in saying that, I see Melbourne winning this week. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Jez, you obviously got the Knights first. <laughs> no, I've, I've I've got the Broncos first. Uh, just they absolutely bashed them, and that was fantastic. If they do that, they win the comp. If they can continue that sort of form. Penrith in second. This is where it gets different. I um I might have my red and blue glasses on here, but I've got the Knights <laughs> in third. I think for them to come back from where they were, I know that the, the biting incident helped, and obviously the crowd helped. But they still won that game. They still came back from that deficit and they still iced it. So that's why they're there. The Warriors are fourth. Um, but we mentioned when we did our recap that the Warriors weren't out of that game, even though the scoreline blew out from them. They were still very competitive and they've got some, they've got their main player to come back. Um, I'm just kind of hoping he's still injured, but he will be back. And then I've got the Roosters in fifth. And same as Adam, I've got the Storm winning, but I've got them last just based on their performance. Um. Yeah. Okay, Mika. Yep. Yeah, mate. In my <laughs> you power get bashed every week. Every week, Jez, okay. poor Jez gets bashed. Whether it's in here or in a comment afterwards, he gets bashed. It's okay. My, we my love team you, Jez. Is still Keep here for it. now, so it's okay. Yeah. But they're my power yeah. rankings. Yeah, I think that's going to change, as we said, next week. Um, but it's always good just to, to keep it up. It'll be interesting because uh, it's funny because in the betting, when it goes into the power rankings, the Storm versus Roosters game, it looks like the Roosters are absolutely no chance. But I think the game is a lot closer than what the odds are saying about that. But we'll get to that game. Uh, look, wanted to get to a talking point that we was we were asked about a lot on Sunday night, but we couldn't get to it. We ran out of time with our review show. And we wanted to keep it for a talking point, which is obviously Val Holmes. Um, just want to talk about obviously the incident, the stupidity behind it, uh, and the potential for what what the suspension or if there is a suspension, if it's just a slap on the wrist or if it's monetary. Where do we go with this one? Like it, it's obviously easy to start with and just say what the hell was he thinking? Like that is just stupidity at the finest level. And I got to be honest, it just feels like a lot of these footy players have shit for brains. Like it's just dead set. It, it's you, you can't sugarcoat it. It's like what even if it was a prank or whatever he wants to try and claim, I'm going to say first of all, I don't think it was a prank because if you look at the state of him, he's clearly probably already had some allegedly. Who knows if we're even allowed to say that at this time, but whatever. Um, I think everyone young in their day and have done something or other or know about things and he looked like there was a lot more than just a couple of raspberry cruises in that. So, yeah, I don't buy the whole it was a prank. I think that was definitely something of his and yeah adam or jez please what do you think of this it's just it's like one of those when i heard about it i just wanted to just slap my hand on my head and go oh, it's already started it's one week into mad monday it just fits the mold though doesn't it It fits the mold of the nrl having this just come out there's one every year there is one every year and whether it's a culture issue in terms of rugby league in itself or if it's young men just being together or as uh, I've got a couple of mates that lived in Townsville for quite some time, trying to just find something to do in Townsville. I'm sure there's something else you can do, but to post it on your social media, it is just rocks in your head. And I think Adam will touch on it. I hope he comes out and goes, you know what? Um, yep, I did it. I stuffed up. I don't want it to be another ponger in the toilet episode where that just gets dragged on. I'd rather him come out. And this is what I say to my, my kids when I teach them. It's okay to make a mistake but you have to admit that you've made that mistake, 
fix it from that mistake and move on. If you lie and say, no, 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 that's not what it was, then you only make it worse for yourself. So this is, it's a big time for him coming up to actually see what route, what route he's, he's going to take in terms of defending himself. It's, it's an interesting point you make. And before Adam goes off, I know he's probably got something ready for this one. Uh, he's rent, he's going to have rent number five for the episode and we're only halfway through the show. So look out. Um, it is a good point you make because I go back to the Walsh incident. I know that Walsh is a little bit different because he was busted by the actual cops, I think, who pulled him up at surfers. But the day after, he did come out. He just sat there. He just owned it, completely owned it, said, I stuffed up. I've made a mistake. I'll learn from this and I'll be better. And to be honest, ever since that's happened, he actually has. He's gotten better with it. He's gotten much better on the field, got better off the field. And you just, he owned it, move on. But yeah, we'll see what happens. And I think if he wants to hide behind a practical joke, he's not going to learn much and he'll probably get in trouble again throughout the offseason. Adam? Well, Jeremy pretty much said pretty much everything I was going to say. It's about owning it. Um, look, I think the biggest thing is if you're going to be an NRL player and you're going to do cocaine, you've got to do it in the toilets. Uh, everyone knows that. It's the way to do it. Um, it's the safest place to do it. Um, in other news, guys, I actually just bought a house this week. So I'll be at the Dell this weekend if anyone wants to. No, I won't really. <laughs> I won't be holding your hair back. I won't, I won't be holding your hair back. I won't at all. But like I say, he's got to own it. Look, all it screams to me is he can't be that fucking stupid. Like, honestly, he can't be that stupid to put it up. It screams to me the player that's sick of living in Townsville um, and probably wanted to find himself in a bit of trouble, to be honest. Uh, probably wanted to test a bit of the open market. He's obviously turned into one of the best centers in the game. So what way I do it to get in trouble and to piss your club off? Um, and I'll have him at Parramatta. Um, we have a great drug culture at Parramatta. He'll fit right in. <laughs> oh, wow. Where is that? Like well, he, he can come to the Knights as well. He'll get a cubicle yeah. named uh, right next drug, to Caitlin. Drug, so. drug culture, 100%. He might be able to hit yeah, up Danny living at Gunnedah. He might be able to provide for him. Uh, be, be we can great. stick him on the wing. He'll be, he'd be a good replacement yeah. for Dom Young. It's just, yeah. And I'll go back to this, and I've said this before when players get in trouble and that. The the NRL players have so many, so much money, so many connections, so many whatever. They could easily just hire out a, a penthouse if they wanted to. They could go nuts for days. No phones, no nothing. Do whatever the hell they please. No one judges and no one knows. And there'd be just nothing would be said. But it's like they're addicted to getting themselves like, and yeah, and they just need to record everything. So anyway, um, just the other oh, the, quick the quick amount quick of quick people quick. that would have been in trouble in the early two thousands, late nineties. Yeah, they were smart. We wouldn't we wouldn't have an eighth immortal if phones said, had cameras come, on. Come them. to Newcastle. Come to Newcastle. Um, if you win a comp, Valentine, they make all their druggos up here immortal. So you'll be right. Uh, just quickly, Jez, the, the Cambo, uh, do you, can you help us? What, what's the, the Cambo, Cambo, guys? Yeah, no, the Cambo, the, the Cambo. Cambridge, uh, was a, a lovely establishment here in Newcastle. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, plenty of live music, plenty of great scenes, definitely no fights in the streets outside after it. Um, and, yes, since it has shut down, they have, uh, they've, they've been on quite a streak. Shout out to That's the Cambo as well. I know you've shut down, but if there's any money left and you want to sponsor a show or a podcast, <laughs> come, and, come and message us. They've we love you. It's great. Street, so we're sweet. As Jez said, fantastic spot. Don't listen to Adam. He's on his angry pills tonight. He'll go back and apologize tomorrow. I'll make sure of it. But yeah, love you, Cambo. Uh, let's talk. I don't, think, about... I, don't think, I don't think Jeremy had been in there in its later days um, where Adam actually started to frequently visit the place. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Some good nights had, but it wasn't a great place to be. 
<laughs> this episode's living up to where I thought it was going to go. It's a great episode. <laughs> love it. Um, oh, let's go. I want to talk about a team, but I want to go. We'll keep going with the individual sure. stuff. You want to talk, you want to talk footy for a bit here? Okay, let's talk footy. Yeah, Jack, Jack Byton. Um, obviously, Hungry Jack. Used, yeah, he used to be referred to as Jack Whiten, but now uh, Jack Byton, Hungry Jack, whatever you want to do. And uh, got suspended last night, went to the tribunal, gave him a bit uh, a spray. <laughs> we're, we're, we're yeah, how, how many NRL games and, have you played? I don't think that matters when you're biting someone's arm, but anyway, um, yeah, it's um, it is what it is. He's been suspended for three weeks. Whether we think that's enough, um, I think it, it probably is. But uh, we'll have a chat about that now. And obviously, his defence was the fact that they'll push on his head. There was no other thing for him to do, even though I probably see this tackle and the push on the head end to 15 times a game at least, and we haven't seen anyone bite anyone. So um, funny that he basically admitted to it on the field and then he's come back and referred to uh, – at the judiciary said he's not guilty. So I don't know who's giving him advice, but it's not very good advice at all because he basically was had lost that case before he even walked through the door with what he said on the field. And I just want to quickly talk about, before you boys have your opinions – on NRL 360 tonight, um, James Hooper mentioned the fact that Tyson Gamble was pretty gutless and um, some other sort of words to describe him about why he wasn't there last night and why he didn't back up his story and stuff. Like, I think that's pretty low, to be honest, because he's got a um, he, he has he's got a finals game coming up. He said what he needed to say on the field. We all saw the marks. Like, I don't know what he even needs to go back to the district last night to say another thing. Like, we've all got the proof we've all seen it with our own eyes like whether he's there or not doesn't mean make it any less of what he said or how he is as a person like i think it was a pretty low blow by hoops so boys i want i'll go first because i know jerry's been on this so i want to have a little crack at gamble as well um look i'm still i spoke about sunday i won't say too much i still don't think there was a lot in it um really like i said if there's a bloke's got his arm around my mouth as well i'm kind of in the same situation as well, it's like if a bloke had me going down and grabbing me around the throat or something, I'm going to do a similar thing. But what I'm pissed off with Tyson Gamble about is he come out after, um, at first it said he was going to stand up for Jack and then it said he wasn't going to go there, which wasn't going to make things any better. Then he said he wants to leave things on the field and he agrees with leaving things on the field. But the Tyson Gamble at the time of the incident wasn't thinking about leaving things on the field. He was thinking about getting Jack White and sent off. Let's be honest. By him making that complaint, he wanted Jack White and sent off. He didn't want him to get punished after, which to me, people, yeah, exactly right. But which to me, it well, kind of supports what Jack was saying the way that he was pushing down on his head, doesn't it? You know, like if Tyson Gamble was that quick to say, I want him sent off, then maybe there was intent there. I don't know. Like so I said, it's a bit of a hard one. Um, I still find it interesting that for a very similar interest, Incident: Kevin Proctor got six weeks and Jack White got three weeks. Because um, for me, they were same same. I got four. He got four, and he got four. I think it was originally yeah. six, and then he got it downgraded. Got I downgraded. believe he got four, so. and so did the um, yeah. the lady. Well, wait, let's, she got let's, two. Let's, think, did she? Or she got four weeks. I think she got two weeks. weeks the NRLW or four. Yeah, look, two there's, weeks there's in the NRLW is a four in a way. But I don't know like for me. Like I said, it's a hard one. Um, you can't say it's accidents happen in the game, but the question I asked is why wasn't Gamble punished for a clear high shot in a way? Because it was a high shot. I do agree with that part. That's the part I do agree with. But what I don't really like is I really like questioning Gamble. It wasn't Gamble's a high shot. It was a grapple. Because, 
It was a grapple, yeah, but if the, the, the grapple, if the grapple the doesn't happen, the grapple was the first act. If the grapple doesn't happen, yeah. happen the biting incident never happens. Hmm. That's yeah. the biggest point I want to make is, you know, it's it's like saying, all right, yeah. I don't know, I, I can't really compare it to anything, really. There, there's things I'd like to compare it to, but I'm not going to one here. But Well, compare it, compare it to the uh, only other biting incident not? that you know. Compare it to the Proctor one. Yeah. Same Do thing, you have the same argument? Yeah, he grappled yeah. Or James Graham. James Graham biting Billy Slater's ear. That was completely different. That, that was, was, was that was a bite. Yeah. That was yeah. 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 No, I'm not saying Jez... someone's making right. I'm saying if the first one never happened, the second one never had you. I'm not saying he should have got away with it. I'm just saying that yeah. uh, we can all know, agree that his arm shouldn't have been in his face or in and around. It was in his, his mouth, mouth, really, yeah. wasn't it? It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. like it was a race. We can agree that it shouldn't have been there, but that happened on yeah. the ground. So it wasn't a high shot. It was a grapple. And if you want to call it, then there'll be 15 grapple tackle calls per game. So it comes back to consistency again of the referees. But the, the thing that I have a problem with is that he wasn't sent from the field. And I'm not just saying this yeah. as a Knights fan. I'm saying this as an NRL fan. Where's the standard? Is it because it was a semi-final? Is it because the referee wasn't yeah. able to make... Shut up, Michael. Is it because he wasn't <laughs> able to make a ballsy decision and go, no, the last two incidents of biting have been a send-off. I'm not going to send him off because this is a semi-final with the game on the line. And I just, that's where the consistency needs to come into it. That's what I have a problem with. I watched it back and they pretty much said the reason it wasn't a send-off is they couldn't get clear evidence it was actually a bite besides the bite mark uh, on the the replay. And we obviously saw the replay at the ground several times. I haven't seen it on the TV live, but that's what they said. There was a point that Gordon Tallis made. Um, I don't know which show it was on. I just saw it come up. And the thing he did, he put his mouth to him. Went like that. Now, if you go like that, I've got tattoos. It was a fucking terrible example. If you go like that and you put your arm there, there's bite marks is what he was saying. So very valid point. If someone jams their arm into your mouth, you could have bite marks whether you bit or not. Now, if... If someone's grappling me and I'm yelling out, get the fuck off me, get the fuck off me, which I guarantee Jack Whitemore said, my mouth's moving. How can you say if that's a bite or not? Well, I was just about to point out your brother's uh, comment here around grapple tackles are around the face. Well, your mouth is a part of your face. And if you are screaming to the player to get off you, your mouth's going to be open. And if that arm is around your face with an open mouth, they're going to go in. Yep. Still don't bite the bloke. I've got to admit, I'm with Jez there, the fact that it should have been a send-off. I don't think I, I'm consistently. So should have been. I haven't heard more of it. So here's the here's the thing that. though. If like us Knights fans and most of the NRL would be up in arms if Canberra won that game and he didn't get sent off, but because he did get sent off and sent to the judiciary, they've they've found him guilty. If he was sent off, then he would have had to have been found guilty at the judiciary. So either way, like there's no was... there's no positive outcome from this. Well, there is. And look, yeah, so, so I know there's people... Next year because he's out for the first yeah. three games. He has to get dudded for three games. games. That is well, a positive. It's, 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 only it's, two the, games. Ryan, it's the Ryan Madison curse. Yeah. He'll only miss the two games because he'll use the All-Stars game as one, which he would get selected for. So I can buy that. Um, but, yeah. We it don't will, see it more times another... a game because people don't bite them. Sorry, just addressing that comment. Yeah, does that mean he doesn't get to go to Vegas? Are they going to Vegas? Yeah, he misses yeah. out. It all makes perfect sense now. I changed my tone. Jack White has go. been told by South Sydney to bite someone because I guarantee he would have been one bloke that would do something stupid in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'll just say the final thing. I think judging on Gamble's character by the fact that 
he made the claim on the football field. We all know why, get penalties and stuff. That's understandable. But also, I think if someone was biting you, you would be in a little bit of shock by it. You'd be going, what the fuck? Someone's just bitching my He pulled my it arm. out straight away. Yeah. Like there was, a, there was a bite. Yeah. He pulled his arm out straight That's away. Fair, it I've, was a bite. But I've never been, I've, I've never I've been got a, this happen. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's because you're asking for it to happen. Uh, but I just don't think, especially these days with the technology, the cameras, the video footage, that would have come out anyway. We've got people that study the game literally 24-7. It would have eventually come out at some point within that first couple of days after Gamble would have reacted to it and gone from that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, bring back the beef. It, anyway. it means um, yes. Yeah, yes, no, yes, we, we know what he how he says it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> look, let's get to a team. I want to quickly talk about that their season's over and done with now, and two years in a row where the, they've had a bit of hype about him, and they just can't beat, first of all, quality teams, and they just can't get it done in finals football. And we sort of touched on this with the uh review show of, of finals week one, but are worth a little bit of talking points now with, with a few people maybe missed what we said earlier about them. And that's the Cronulla Sharks, who I feel like are in for a massive preseason this year because I think similar to what happened with Parramatta this year with the slide, I think the Sharks could be that side next year if they don't change a few things that are happening to their side at the moment and address some situations. I think positionally, we've already mentioned some players. Hines, I think, needs to switch to either that 5'8 or maybe even that fullback role to create some bit more spark and a bit more of that running game. And I don't think he's that organising halfback that the Sharks need there to steer the ship properly. Um, Talakai, for mine, needs to get away from the centres. Um, even maybe Ramian to a certain extent. Like maybe only one of those types of players. They're kind of both of them. They're too similar. Uh, for mine, their backline just doesn't really get like generate any sort of real X factor for mine. Like they all going on. I, I believe we're like the start of this year where they're all going on about it. Um, everyone wants an X factor, but everyone was going on earlier about the year. Their their backline is the superstars, and they got all re-signed. They're looking good for for the future, but. Honestly, I don't think many of their players would get chased that hard from other clubs apart from the Tigers and Bulldogs who chase everyone. But um, apart from that, I don't think many top eight teams would chase anyone really in their back line apart from Nico Hines. So um, I think their forwards as well, a lot of their forwards are too similar in the style of players that they are. And they just need a bit of a shake-up, I feel. I think they're just a bit stale. And as I said, this preseason is is massive for the Sharks. I've, I've got a very simple one here. Um, they've got the players. They've got the team. They're just missing one thing at Cronulla, and that's peptides. Um, it's done it for them before. It can do it for them again. If they get the peptides back in their system, they'll win the comp. That's all. Turn the porch light off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jez, going on the Sharkies. No, nah, not really. They're, they're a boring team. Yeah, They've got one good player, and uh, he's in the wrong position. They just like that direction. They like that one that who's going to steer them out of uh, out of the rut if it's a really tough game. There wasn't many arm wrestles that they had to put up with either. Like, I don't know. They're... Kennedy's a good player. Like, Will Kennedy, he's he's pretty exciting. But, yeah, it's – you're right. Their, their forwards are all too similar. Their back line doesn't scare anybody. And their back you, line's smart feeling... You've got a lot of smart They are. Players. And um, I think I'm still a little bit bitter of Jesse Ramian and – what he did at the Knights and got his dad to come and fight his fights for him to get him out of it. Like he's, I just, I can't stand the bloke and I want to hey, see his head get knocked the off best every time he happened. takes the ball up. Well, yeah, it's, it's been good for us, <clears throat> but no. And then just add that in with their home ground. Like 
No, they 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 get a tough draw <laughs> next on, year, hang and they're finishing. Hang on. I'm not there yet. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. They get a yeah, tough we're, draw we're next gonna... year, <laughs> and they're finishing bottom four. Like, <laughs> there are many teams out there that can put a game together before them. You have refreshed my memory, and I want to bring it up. Last week, I remember talking about the stadiums, and me and Adam were so against the fact that they were <laughs> playing at Shark Park. Even Penrith, to a certain extent, who could have played at a big, bigger and better stadium and got more fans, you were so for it. And then... For, again, for those who missed the review show that we, we did on Sunday, we'll probably bring it back again uh, this week. So make sure you're around on a Sunday night to listen to our, our thoughts on the, on the finals week. But can you uh, tell uh, and explain to the viewers your updated thoughts about yep. uh, those stadiums, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just seeing a couple of the images come from out the back at Penrith Stadium where the Warriors fans were literally sliding mm-hmm. down the grass hill because they had over- oversold that ground. Um and then just Shark Park in general as a construction site. I've got written down here, like there was an article that said that the, because the, I was all for if you win a home semifinal, you get the home game. I'm, I'm, I'm still all for that. But then when you have a look at those grounds and they can only fit 13,000 into it, it's just such a misjustice for our game. And the rugby league, like the NRL must be in such a good position because they have foregone over a million dollars in revenue for those two games to be played at Penrith and at Shark Park. So, again, it just proves Adam's point that they don't really care how many people go to the game. It's all about the TV rights. So if they've got um, if they've got viewerships, then they're fine. Here's, it's going to go to a solution. subscription thing soon. You watch. Here's, here's the thing. I reckon, first of all, it should be changed. E-ground has to be 30,000 capacity um, to have the finals at E-ground. That would obviously solve the solution because every team has a ground that has 30,000 capacity within reach. But you, you spoke about the million dollars they would have made. Why not encourage teams to move their games? I know obviously you can't give it to the players or whatever, but why not say to Penrith, say to Canola, right, we're going to make a million dollars. We'll put, you know, $200,000 or $100,000 into your junior system or something, in your Penrith or your Canola system junior. And back where they obviously need, I know obviously they're big clubs, but they need the money or you can, you know, you can nominate your junior clubs and split up between your junior clubs. Something, something that's going to help them in the future to make, like I said, they don't care about the money, but, they're happy to hand that out and might encourage clubs to actually move it and fans would have an understanding then. It kind of shows the that they don't I care about like... the fans either. Like, yeah. how many fans missed out on that Sharks-Roosters game with only 13,000 capacity? Oh, probably like, about 1,000 because if... it's the Sharks versus <laughs> the Roosters. <laughs> okay. But take, let's just say it's it was that the Knights crowd of nearly 30,000. You reduce that to 13. And if I miss out on one of those tickets as a member that has been to every single home game of the Knights this season... And because now it's been opened up to both teams, if I miss out because there's only 13,000 capacity, I am filthy. Yeah. I am so mad. And that's like, the thing I don't get. In saying that, Newcastle could have had 50 or 60,000 people there if the ground held it on Sunday. I'm not saying if they moved that game to Sydney, they would have got that. They probably wouldn't have got over 30,000. But if they're playing a Sydney team, for example, they may have got 60,000 people there. But like I said, we'll just compare back to Penrith Parramatta last year, the point Jeremy made. Penrith and Parramatta fans did miss out on tickets to that game. And a lot of Penrith fans did miss out because they got dominated in the stands. But that game was moved obviously to ANZ. There would have been 60,000 people there and no one would have missed out. Yeah, And that's I feel like I'm surprised the state government doesn't get more involved with these decisions because they obviously forked out a lot of cash to get the new Allianz built 
for Combank to get built. And it feels like it's the perfect stadiums for these moments for the first, second week of finals, getting the crowd to a nice number that's good on top of the action, really good for TV. We keep talking about the TV products. And I'm just surprised that the governments actually just sit there and basically watch it happen and go, yep, no worries. Because it is, people forget, it's not about the clubs. The clubs don't get to decide this. It's the actual NRL. So the NRL yeah. sitting there going to the other sharks going, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> Don't have it at a 13,000 seat stadium when every time a bomb was put up, we kept seeing the construction site and we kept seeing cranes and mesh and, and bloody scaffolding and everything. It was it was horrible to look at. Like, honestly, we, we're trying to sell the products to Las Vegas in America at the moment. Imagine them sitting there going, What are these? What are these dickheads doing? They're playing at a bloody construction site. So, uh, but then just... you see you see the Brisbane game in a sold out Suncorp and then you see the Knights game yeah. in a sold out Newcastle and you go, That's what our game could do. Like mm. that's that was the potential that we missed out on. I understand not taking it to Alliance because that's the Roosters' home ground. Like that's not fair. But take it to Combank. Take it to somewhere where you can fit in all of those fans at a neutral ground. Sorry, Sharks, finish higher, or just have a better ground. Um, yeah. yeah, it's frustrating. I want to quickly say as well, and this isn't a talking point. I probably should have waited for, but I'll just bring it up now. We're talking about it. I want to raise the, the thing that I don't get why fifth and sixth get a home final. I don't think they should be rewarded at all. I think it should just be those elimination games the first week should be at a, a neutral ground, so like Allianz or something, if it's two city teams or whatever. There shouldn't be no home ground advantage because really... They were, in, they were in the old system though as well. The old system they are awarded. So yeah, it's like what a lot of people didn't realise because it was never... Home ground advantage, but I'll, like I'm giving an example of one of the last McIntyre systems, of course. Um, Parramatta finished eighth. They played away against St George. Um, St George finished first, lost that game. St George had had to play away the week after to Brisbane. Okay, Parramatta won that game. They had to play the week after against the Gold Coast. Now back then it wasn't home grounds. It was when they had to play the second week onwards at the city grounds. Parramatta played at um, the older core stadium, whatever it was called back there. It was actually – no, sorry, old Allianz Stadium. Uh, SFS. SFS, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, SFS. <laughs> so that was Parramatta's home game. So the teams – we finished eighth and were rewarded with a, essentially a home week two final, which is a massive advantage when you're playing someone like the Gold Coast. Of course, and George, they, they were out in straight sets. Obviously, they went to Brisbane and got beat. So – you know, little things along those lines. They were always rewarded. Um, and I think this is the fairest way to do it, like seventh and eighth, obviously, last, because third and fourth, who missed out the first week, are always guaranteed to have a home semi final in week two now, as opposed to the old system. They could have had to travel to, okay, let's, things went the way they did. Um, Melbourne could have been playing the Roosters, for example, you know, at Sydney when the Roosters finished seventh. I'd so. say. The way I thought about it, I, I thought the first two weeks of the finals, the top four are guaranteed home finals. So whoever goes through the first week, the second week, whether it's first again that gets beaten, they get to get rewarded by having another home game for the second week in a row just because they finished first. That's their reward. I know they get the, the lifeline for, for losing, but and then if it's three and fourth that lose, they get to play the week after and they get the home ground like they're doing now. I just don't, yeah, I just don't personally think that Finishing in the back half of the eight, the the, the advantage already is if actually playing finals footy, you're getting the the revenue, the the crowd, things like that. So, I just yeah. Anyway. I think I, my personal belief is um, the top eight's too many. 
like you know, and they're yeah. talking about extending that. They're talking like you know of doing a, a playing series like the NBA do, like which is a bit stupid. I think the top eight is always way to make. It means half your team is going to make finals. I know it rewards teams that make a late run, e.g., the Knights at the end of the year and stuff. They end up finishing fifth anyway, the Roosters, but. I think the top five system is one of the best ways to still do it. And New South Wales Cup does a top five system now. Um, it's, you know, it's an awesome way to do it. So, But they'll never change it because, once again, it's about TV rights and deals and more games. Yeah, we'll see. Let's get into the preview then quickly of both the games this weekend, finals week two. Uh, obviously, the first one is the Storm versus the Roosters. Uh, massive game, Amy Park, Friday night. Uh, what are our quick thoughts on this one, boys? Who do we think is winning and why? You go first. Storm. Storm. Storm are winning. Uh, just think after that performance last week, they had, um, you know, they've, they've come out and they've said that they didn't play to their standard. Uh, I think it was straight after the game, you had Munster saying that they were shit house on live television. So um, I, I, I don't see them losing. The, the second game. I think the Roosters played valiantly against the Sharks, but I don't know. That's a tough ask, beating Melbourne in Melbourne after what was a drumming um, by Brisbane. So I'm, I'm backing the Storm here. Adam, got, are you going to Harry Green for man the match? Yeah, Harry Green man the match for sure. No, I reckon Cameron Munster's going to have a big game here. But the Storm 38-4. to four. Put a scoreline on it. I think they'll absolutely Oof. destroy the Roosters. Um, I think the Roosters have had to be up for too long. Um, and look, I'll speak from experience. Nothing goes your way when you go to Melbourne in week two of the finals. You won't get any decisions. The Roosters obviously have more injuries. There's a lot of weaknesses there. Um, and I think they'll be targeted. They'll, they'll beat them out in the centres on the wings there. So I reckon Melbourne will run over the top of them quite easily, to be honest. A <clears throat> couple of changes, yeah. though, too, isn't there? There's heaps. Yeah, yeah. Heaps. I feel like the, the Roosters are one injury too many, for, in my opinion. If they had Manu still playing in this game, you know what? I'd probably tip them just because I, I've really liked their, their style of footy. They've gone down into that dog fight, which suits finals footy. And I'm still saying I just I, I can't buy into the Melbourne Storm at the moment. They're just so far away from what. I personally am used to seeing from the Storm that I think a lot of people are judging them off past experiences and I think they're just moved on. They're a different team to that. They've got a lot of different players who can't hang with that Melbourne style of, of footy. And we said it on Sunday night. They're just playing fatigued. They're a really fatigued football side looks <clears> like <throat> at the moment. And I, I got no doubt Harry Grant is going to step up and get this done for the Melbourne Storm. That's my player to sort of look out for. But um yeah, I just think this is probably their, their final hit out. I don't think they'll go won't go anywhere near the Penrith Panthers next week, but I think this will be there. They're on empty, the Storm. They'll have one final hit out, but it'll be a close one. Uh, I reckon that 1-12 to 12 sort of margin. And, uh, yeah, I still I like the Roosters because they've still got – I know their back line is average. Like, you look at their back line, especially their back five, it's, it's pretty, pretty average. But Tedesco's in form. Um, Kiri's doing enough at the moment to sort of warrant being in first grade, which um, is, a, is a good thing for him. Uh, we've seen Walker come back into really good form. Lindsay Collins has been just – massive. I think he's one of the best props in the game at the moment. Brandon Smith has had some really good weeks the last couple of weeks as well. Find his footy. Even Victor yeah. Radley from what has been really good. So they've got a good core playing group there at the Roosters who will keep him in the contest for a lot of it. I don't think it'll be an absolute cricket score by any means, but it is hard to see 
Um, them getting over the top of the Melbourne Storm. I think it's a Storm in a tight one. The next game, the, obviously. The last, before you go on, the last two players that you mentioned there were in um, Smith and Radley. They probably had the their best games last week, uh, especially Smith. He's He's been pretty absent all season, and he, he had a fantastic game in what was a, a pretty tight match against the Sharks, but him and Radley played their roles really well and were instrumental in them actually getting that win. So if they can continue that form, it might be a push. I don't think it'll be the blowout that Adam has predicted, uh, though that would be entertaining rugby league. But when you look at the the Storm halves, um, I think Meany will probably play with a bit more freedom now that Pappenhausen's not um, biting at his ankles, pardon the pun. And yeah, you just you don't see Munster um, not backing up after that really ridiculous performance last week. So he's going to come out firing. Hughes will come out firing, and then Harry Grant too. Well, one more thing to add as well. Um, this is what you said. I personally believe that Melbourne have got a lot more chance of beating Penrith than the Roosters do. Um, because Melbourne get finals football, so for the sake of the competition and for the sake of Penrith's smugness and not going three in a row, I hope Melbourne can get the job done against the Roosters. They've got a chance of beating Penrith. <laughs> you know, well, I'd be last. with you if they, <clears throat> if they pick this youngster for our logo, which is a post on the page. I think uh, yesterday I put it up and a lot of people actually been talking. It's a big talking point at the moment. I think the Melbourne Storm have to pick him in the 17. He's on the extended bench for now. He's that X factor that I think the Storm are missing at the moment to really spark him into life. It was what they wanted Pappenhausen to do. And even though he's injured, they can get this bloke in um, to really help that and come off the bench after 20 minutes or whatever, go to fullback, put Meanian at centre uh, and go from that. I think they're a good chance if they can do that. Are you trying to break the record from talking power around eight of saying X factor as many times as you can? Because I reckon you've said it about 10 times or not. Well, I just I love that the X Factor players. He's he's something you got to have one. Honestly, he's yeah he. Well, we he don't, we is, didn't we missed the finals so. No X Factor. He's no he's an absolute. He's going to be a star. Watch it. He'll be in demand very very quickly. Uh, Warriors versus the Knights. Jez, who you got? <laughs> uh, Newcastle. <laughs> no, I, so I Saturday, think, as I said. I said after the the finals when we did our little recap that you you're not riding the Warriors off the way that they played in that game um, against Penrith. It the score dip, didn't represent how they were. They were they were still putting on shapes, uh, missing Sean Johnson as well. They they played they played really well. Um, the Knights have uh, a couple of outs, so Fitzgibbon is ruled out with a shoulder, and I think that's quite a big loss uh, for the Knights. Adam Clune will come in and slot in as he did in the in the games previous, but I think Fitzgibbon actually is is quite a big loss for the Knights, and it just takes out I a couple cursed, of attacking. Places. I cursed that bloke on the weekend, didn't I? Yeah, I really he did. He just, did. Just, you just gave him a rap. I was talking about Fitzgibbon. I <clears> gave him a rap, and you know how I like to send players across the Super League. He was having a really good first half. I said, Jeremy said, I don't think Fitzgibbon's ready for the Super League. Well, next minute he's dropped a couple of balls and he's done his shoulder. So I've really cursed him. Lucky he's got <laughs> lucky he's got good health insurance. Great health insurance. Lucky. Adam, how do you see this one? This one. <laughs> this is the Warriors team song, guys. It's really taken a long time to start. It's not a very good team song, that. Oh, I thought you were doing up the wires. 
something else lined up. Really- that, was a, that was an instrument. This is a really bad team song. All right? The Warriors team song sucks. I was actually going to put God Defend New Zealand on. I actually learned <laughs> on the guitar as well to sing it. But we've left that out. We might celebrate with that one next week. Um, let's get serious. Let's talk footy. Um, I think the Knights will be in the grind for the first probably 50, 60 minutes, as I said last week. I think the Warriors in front of a crowd, I think they'll struggle a bit. I think Newcastle will probably go up about 10-0, but Warriors will bring it back. I think the Warriors will go on the game. I reckon they'll probably beat them by about, I want to say 10 to 14, um, really, because I just think they'll get over the top of the end in front of a big crowd. Sean Johnson will come into life. Sean Johnson is not injured. There is no way Sean Johnson is injured, by the way. Um, look, I don't think Hastings is a big loss for Newcastle. I think Clune does the job and actually lets Ponga have a bit more freedom, and Ponga is the one that needs to control that team. I said the other day, and that's what he did to win. Would you say he's um? Would you say that he's the Knights' X factor? No, Uh, (laughs) he wears wears, wears a cow cap. No one, no one who wears a cow cap is an X factor in a team. Um, So yeah, Jerome Hughes. Yeah, Jerome Hughes. You're not the X factor either. Um. Anyway, so I I don't know. Like I said, it's just once again for the sake of the. I'll give you a quick stat. Thanks yep. to Random Stats Guy. Um, he's been in, in touch with the page. And the Knights have won all three games by 13 plus without Jackson Hastings this year. So it just helps you. I, and I said it was it was because of that. It, it frees up Ponga a lot more. He plays yeah, his footy and basically just controls controls the side and just gets his hand on the ball probably two or three times a set, which is dangerous. I, I see this one. Can we, can we just see a real comment on Andrew's comment first? Just Andrew's. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What's your um, So he told his cousin's bro's cousin's uncle's bro that told me <laughs> my neighbor who's dog walker, his bro, cuz, that he wasn't actually injured. So, all right, continue, Joel. Oh, guys, we don't con- just, by the way, me and Jez do not condone Adam in this episode. He's just off the chain. I don't know what he's done beforehand, but <laughs> yes, he's going to racism. Yeah. Uh, look, I, this is a 50 50 one. I'll tell you why. I can, just, I can hardly split these two. The Knights, I'm worried about the come down factor after last weekend being up for so much now going away um, and having to sort of go again. Uh, the advantage to that is they've gone now, I believe. They're already in New Zealand. It's like a camp mentality. It's going to be all yeah, them together yeah. getting around each other, uh, wow. which is going to be really good for them. Um, basically this week would have been almost don't even run. Just get your body right. Get ready for, for this weekend. For the Warriors, my concern is, yet we all say at home it should be a blessing. I actually feel like it might be a hindrance. And we've seen it on the weekend with the Knights, how it was such a big crowd that it may have impacted the players a bit and the way that they played and things like that, which could happen again here to the Warriors. Don't forget, the Warriors, I think, have now lost two or three in a row. They're not on a win streak. They're actually coming into this with a couple of losses, which isn't ideal. And I'd hate to see, and I think there's a bit of pressure there. They've had such a good year. To be bundled out in straight sets would be a pressure there that the coach and that he's probably feeling, the coaching staff and the club, because even though a lot of us would still say it's a very successful year, inside the four walls, I've got no doubt if they are to lose this one, they'd probably say it was uh, a, definitely a failure of, of a season because they should have at least in their eyes probably got to that semi-final stage in the final four. So it's a really hard one to tip. I got. To, I just got to go to the Warriors with SJ there, uh, and I think on the weekend, even though the Panthers did beat them by a bit, 
we did say it was a lot closer than we thought. And I thought what the uh, the Warriors were missing was that conductor on the field to just steer the ship and help him out. Kicking game is really good of, of uh, Johnson's and he would have been ideal for mine for the Warriors on the weekend. And we'll see that again uh, this weekend, I think. And look, it won't be by many points at all. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a field goal. Like, um, like Michael's comment here, fatigue is going to be a massive factor for the Knights. They played 90 minutes and because of this extra time, which I didn't even know was a thing, it was fantastic. They were actually running shapes. They were running shapes and not just setting up block plays to throw it out 20 metres to the bloke behind. They they played with intensity all the way up until that final whistle. So um, fatigue and then a, a massive home crowd for New Zealand. The home crowd got the Knights over the line uh, after the Jack Whiten incident. So that Sorry. It's, it's an extra man, Jack Whiten, Hungry Jack. Uh, it's an extra man, and I think they're they're two really big factors that the Knights will have to overcome if they want to give this game a red hot shot. And I'll, I'll like second what Jez said. Please NRL get rid of the golden point. Let's go with absolutely. Extra time now. So good. Now so on, that's so much. So, so much better. <clears throat> but yeah, not a lot of people actually knew what was going on. To be honest, um, after the finals, they like obviously there was a long time we played golden point. That's why before they went back to extra time, but. I just want to highlight a couple of things you said, Joel. First of all, the Knights come down. Um, that obviously finished a long time ago. Ponga was in those toilets at the start of the year, so he'd be well and truly over that by now. That's why we're 10 in a row. That He's come down. He's come down. He's come down well. Uh, on what Michael said, look, Warriors crowd, they'd obviously highlight that culture there. Um, I think they'll buy into that quite a bit as well. Um, that's why I think they'll obviously get the job done. But same thing. This game should have been played at Eden Park. Um, obviously, massive difference over there. It's not like they're moving it to someone else's stadium, but... I know there was some golf thing on, but if the NRL wants to throw money around, surely they could have paid off that golf thing. That, you know, who's going to be going to a golf thing to hit a golf ball for stadium? It actually sounds pretty cool, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, just talk to we do it. No, well, like, I don't like unstable objects, and I guarantee there'd be some kind of frame walking bridge I'd have to walk over to go across <laughs> that. So I definitely wouldn't be doing it. But, you know, 50000 at Eden Park would have been something special for people in New Zealand given all that obviously happening during COVID as well, uh, obviously, you know, keeping the game alive and stuff, why not highlight how many fans have got, how many fans have stuck with them instead of saying, oh, this is easy, we'll just play it at Mount Smart um, because it would have been something special seeing a packed out Eden Park. It's going to be special anyway. Um, but, yeah, is, is that all we got? Can I give a shout-out to someone? Yeah, off you go. Yeah, just Super Dylan. You're probably not watching, but I want to give a shout-out. Super Dylan is going across. Jeremy was seeing the news articles there. <laughs> um, he's booked his ticket across... To New Zealand, he's one of the blokes who know through the Jets. I've known him for a long time. He, he is Newcastle's self-acclaimed biggest sporting fan. Um, he's going across <laughs> to watch his team play. Um, Dylan, don't get arrested. And all I'll say, Dylan, is I hope the Warriors absolutely pump the Knights this year. You give me this year. Thank you. Hate <laughs> you waste your money. You uh, uh, if you've got any quick questions, guys, we'll, we'll get to them. We've got about two minutes or so. Um, uh, we were asked to address probably. about commentating on the – the memorial game, but unfortunately, due to oh, yeah. scheduling, and I have a wedding. Adam's already doing it. Joel's in. Where are you? The Gold Coast. Um, I'm on the Gold Coast, and obviously with Bob, it's going to make it really hard. So yeah, it, unfortunately, Adam I will be there representing the. I'm doing 74 yeah. things. I'm commentating that game. Um, those games, I've put two teams in a men's and a women's team, so because I'm not allowed to play. Um, just, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give just a shout, just shout out what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so obviously, look, the news went around it went around the NRL community um, and just the rugby league community in general. But 
obviously the only year one of the Abu Gassan players where I coach this year, coach women's team, one of the men's players tragically died in the field um, due, due to an incident and tackle. Um, obviously, there's been a memorial nine still organised to, you know, support the family and stuff around that. So, um, some pretty big players coming into it. I can't reveal too much, but um, obviously a lot of support going around. And there's nine sound at Maitland Sports Ground there on October 7th. So, I think they're still looking for a couple more teams. Um, and really, it's anyone that listen, is listening, as long as your teams have been, you know, can be a bunch of mates, as long as they're registered to play in the New South Wales Rugby League, they can play. So, put a team together. We put, like I said, two teams together. Um, we're going to be very hard to beat. Very hard to beat because Adam's a very good player manager. I'm very good at attracting players, not so good at playing, but um, yeah, obviously turn up and have. He's a crack finally the admitted it. Yeah, I'm old it's now. A, it's a it's a it's a great obviously cause. Adam though. will be yeah, a great cause. Adam will be there to represent us, League of Interest. Sorry, we can't have the whole team there, but do keep us interested, everyone. If you ever have something come up or whatever uh for whatever um scenario as well please keep we host weddings mind. happy um, to host weddings uh MC yeah, weddings. weddings whatever um, we'll, we'll, we'll do, do whatever you we, want so we just do send numbers. us a message through um, if you want to post put out to raise awareness for something for charity can we, or whatever can we legally, yeah. legally do christenings wet, wet the head we'll do something so we'll find a way but just quick um, couple of questions andrew's put one a, in here about sorry one more i'm um, available for hands parties um, just putting out that <laughs> Shut up, Adam. <laughs> Honestly, you are off. You're off your head. Tonight. I hate these late times. Off with you. You go to another level. Uh, just quick, Billy Smith rumor: Is he staying at Roosters or exploring his options? Well, heard him on the weekend say he wants to repay the Roosters. So, who knows? We hear players say that, and then they get a probably a seven hundred thousand contract from the Bulldogs, and then they end up there. But uh, we'll find out. I don't think Parramatta, unfortunately, are not interested anymore. We the way that club is at the moment, they won't any good players that they get tempted into talking to. They just go, no, no, thank you. We'll do with our second rate players. But anyway, um, anyone else? Uh, Andrew's yeah, question at the, the bottom feels like it's directed at me. Um, hey, Adam, are you going to put the same passion in a, at Para next season like you are with the Wards? Well, let's be honest. Uh, obviously, I put a lot of passion at Parramatta. There's no hiding that, but. As for the Waz, look, if the Waz don't win this week, they're dead to me. Um, <laughs> and then you'll be going to, for Brisbane. <laughs> shout, out, yeah, say shout out. If there's anyone out there who can borrow me a Brisbane jersey if the Warriors lose this week, I'll rock a Brisbane jersey. Um, look, let's be honest. Can I ask this? Can I ask yeah. you this hypothetical yeah, I'm about, question? Yeah, I'm, I'm about to answer Pen- a question. Penrith and Newcastle. Oh. Penrith yes. and Newcastle. I will rock up into the grand final. I will not wear a Penrith jumper. And I'll probably go to the grand final because Jeremy will go. So... I will rock up into that grand Not, final. Which one are you it. borrowing? Which one are you borrowing? I'll wear <laughs> any, my mate. Any penny has to be. I'll, I'll wear my mate Pickers jersey. <laughs> hey, I've worn a Parramatta jersey for you. Don't forget. Yeah, he has worn a Parramatta jersey for me. Um, look, I put a Knights jersey on once, and it still haunts me. Um, I put it on, tried on for the ex brother. Oh, a quick photo <laughs> was quickly taken. Um, it's actually said as quite a few people's photo on when I call them on the phone, so it pops up. And it still haunts me. So I will never put a night jumper on again. I even wear this. Like, I, I would never wear this outside of my house unless Newcastle get absolutely smashed on Sunday. I'll wear it ever on Sunday this week, um, just for the looks. Quick one here. Yeah, obviously, the troll thing about, yeah, about the fact that he did, refused to take a photo, apparently, with some youngsters uh, or something. Honestly, I don't really mind about it. It's just one of those things. I feel like no, it's a pick on the trouble. Don't get me started. Like, fucking hell. You've got to give them boundaries. There's got to be boundaries. You, your child cannot just go up to someone and expect them 
you don't know what kind of day he's having. Yes, he's representing something bigger than himself, but uh, the expectation's got to change when it comes to seeing your celebrity star in in the wild and approaching them on their own day. Like I don't I don't yeah. think he used the words verbatim of no it's my day off go away. I think there's a bit of mayo put on that story. But yeah. I, I just think that the the narrative's got to change around approaching high profile people. Give him some space. Read the room. It's- Especially it's, after the season he's had with South. He actually, and a shit he's been copping. He actually apparently mm. said he, he'd do it after the game. He's there to watch his mates, which is fine. But I'm going to compare it to this. We teach our kids to ask if they can pat a dog when they walk up to a dog and ask if they can pat it. Are we going to get, start getting offended if the owners say no? It's the same thing. People are entitled to say yeah. no to stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's if he didn't feel like doing it that time because he wanted to watch his mates, let's let him go. I'm, just, I'm sick of the Latrell bagging. Like he does yeah, some yeah. stupid just, things, there's no yeah. doubt, but it's just got to stop. Yeah. We're going to lose. But just in general, the, the narrative has to change around approaching high-profile high people. Like just read the room. They're normal people just as much as we They've got their own lives. They've got their own family, friends and stuff. And just let, saying him, let him be if, sometimes. I'm saying Megan, that Adam will sign absolutely anything you put in front of him. So yeah. you see <laughs> yeah, Adam yeah. in the wild. <laughs> if, if, me, if Megan Fox walks down my street, I'm approaching her, mate. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you're getting tackled by her security. <laughs> no. Right, Adam and Thornton, safe place. <laughs> Two fun things then we'll, we'll shut off just quick. Alamotti to Penrith. I think that's a brilliant sign for Penrith. I anticipate him probably becoming one of the better centres in the game next year. Second row. He'll be a second um, row. Second round. Oh, yeah. second round. Wherever he does, he'll end up being a pretty good player at Penrith. And finally, just quickly, Adam, do you want to address the, the video we have put up uh, the other day about uh, a bit of biff, a bit of ooh-ha-ha uh, in the crowd, and it has been a bit doing of the rounds. It's been quite quite popular. Just quickly, do you want to just give the viewers a bit of an outline about what actually happened? Because there's a lot of th- news going around and a lot of he say, she say type thing. And just, yeah, just set the record straight for us before we go. Um, I will, Andrew. If you want to run it straight at me, I think <laughs> I'll highlight this. I'll highlight this. If we can make this You're happen, too old for that, Adam. If you want to run yeah. it straight at me, Andrew, leave your Christmas tree at home first of all. But <laughs> if, if you want to run it straight at me, I think we'll. I will donate money to charity. You don't need to pay. If you donate something to charity, I'll donate something to charity just to fold you um, because that would be great. <laughs> but. <laughs> Now let's talk about fighting in rugby league. Yeah, let's talk about fighting in rugby league. Um, look, I'll, I'll make a deal. I'll even do Hayden for free as well. So Hayden can run at me as well. I'll fold him as well. Um, look, yeah, obviously I was out there at Newcastle Lower Hunter Grand Finals on the weekend. Um, I've got to be a bit careful what I say here because I know people obviously involved in the league and I don't want to claim that was my video because it definitely wasn't my video. It was somehow sourced to Joel in another way. Um, but... What I will say is the mentality of having all the games on the same day is to get people in and to make a bit of money for the league. And the result of that is people get there at 9 o'clock and start drinking straight away when the bar is open straight away. So what the result was was an A-grade grand final kicking off at 4 o'clock. Um, look, anyone lives in Newcastle, it's even gone around Sydney. Um, we've seen the headlines. It's a pub footy. You're not meant to play your players in pub footy and Dora Creek obviously do. There's obviously been a lot of controversy. They've got an ex-NRL player in Penny Terrapo playing there um, and a couple of other players on about $1,500 a game, it's believed. So crazy money for pub footy for a competition that really you don't get much payment to win. 
And obviously there was a bit of incident with a bit of fans banner and it kicked off around that. And one dude said, this dude, I'll fight you and I'll fight you. And then all of a sudden there was punches thrown everywhere. So he's all seen the video. Um, obviously it was pretty nuts. It's not really something in the game. There was kids there um, and there was kids that had to pretty much flee for that to happen. Um, but most, not most importantly, but the players obviously had to come across because their kids were there and their families were there. So yeah, there's lots of wives and girlfriends that were having to jump the fence and actually get on the field get to get away, away from it. It was yeah. it was just bonehead material. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's not, Look, it's I'm not all, on. And I'm all for a bit of biff on the field, but leave it on the field. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's, it's just stupidity. Um, just thugs, really. It's just people yeah. that you know wouldn't have the balls to do it on the field, so they try and start fights off the field in group mentality. I'll leave it with this. Um, I feel like park footy is struggling enough as it is, and we, we don't need this sort of crap in the game, giving mothers even more reason to keep their kids away from our great game and, and make letting, uh, letting them play the game as well. So uh, just quickly, Jack, we have you, you must have missed. You must have gone and made it. Exactly. We tuned in for the whole we show. Have, we have shouted it, uh, shouted it out already, mate. Yeah, so, right, yeah go back um, and we shouted it out. <laughs> anyway guys we have taken up way too much of your time really appreciate it i thought this would be another shorter episode two weeks in a row now i thought it'd be a shorter episode i just got rambling it's the late night time slot if you want to do the late night time slot more often let us know because we can have adam just fired up week to week well, I've just, like i said i've just been out celebrating winning buying a house so i'm obviously going to be fired up you know how we, you know how we celebrate in newcastle get to the deal oh good luck to you do that uh, hopefully <laughs> As I said, we might be back. We might do it again on Sunday, uh, the review show. Let us know if, if you do want that. We'll make sure it is a quicker episode this time. It'll only be two games. It'll probably be about 20 minutes. And good luck to Jets uh, and the Newcastle Knights on the weekend. A massive road trip, but one that they can't done the way they've been playing. And uh, looking forward to the other finals game, which I think a lot of people have forgotten about. <laughs> uh, up the Waz and, yeah, slice of heaven. Bring it on. New Zealand National Anthem.